Wow, Kev, you're finally back with another episode of Back to Jakku. Finally, how long has it been? It's been a long time. <laughs> I've been planning that for so long. I've <laughs> I've had that bit in my head forever. Or and when I when I cuz I've been gone for a while, right? And we were doing a Rogue One episode. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I have to do my bit. Anyways, welcome back to Jack Who, everybody. It has been a hot minute. Uh, what is going on? As you can see, and probably hear if you're not watching the video podcast, I'm not alone this time. And I'm also not on Zoom. I'm uh, here in the flesh with the roommates. Uh, very exciting uh, episode here. The setup is not ideal. Um, we have two microphones when we need four. And we're, we're passing them around. So I want to apologize in advance for the, the mic noises that you're going to hear throughout this. But, uh, you know, we're making do with what, what we have. And uh, we're just going to go with it anyway. That's what it's all about. So uh, I'm going to shut up and I will let you guys uh, introduce yourselves. So go ahead and tell us who you are uh, and kind of how you got um, started with Star Wars in your life, I guess. So, Caleb, you want to take it away? I guess I don't really know how I got started with Star Wars. My, should I look at you or should I look at them? It doesn't matter. All right, I'm, you're real people, so I'm going to talk over here. <laughs> My name's Caleb. Um, how did I get started with Star Wars? I, I think I just, it was just my parents, like my dad mostly. My mom is in love with Harrison Ford, loves Han Solo. My dad, you know, also likes Star Wars, and I think it was just that uh. I probably watched the prequels as a kid, and then eventually they were like, oh, there's some other ones that you should watch too. Uh, and yeah, no, I don't know if I have an interesting story about how I got started with Star Wars. It was just my parents were like, hey, you're a nerd. You'll like this. Watch it real quick. Sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure I watched the first six Star Wars movies in a past life. It's been a long time. Uh, like I remember hiding under a table at a family reunion, watching <laughs> Luke Skywalker fight wow. some sort of like some sort of a like winter beast. I have no idea. The Wampa. The Wampa. I love that name. <laughs> yeah, the Wampa. Uh, that is my only memory of like the f watching the first six movies the time around. And then my buddy and I used to uh, when the seventh movie came out. We got a little excited, so we ended up, we went, and then we saw that one, uh, and then we went, and we saw the next one, and I just haven't seen the last one, so. You will eventually. Oh, yeah, you haven't. That's... Maybe. Well, we'll show you. Wait, what, have, what have you not seen? The, Rise yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, man, that's going to be a fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Because remember, Kevin put on that whole, like, play explaining the plot to him that one time. Oh, yes. I, I got very theatrical in explaining everything that happens in The Rise of Skywalker. You know what's funny, too, is me and Noah did an episode of Live at the Cantina, like right after The Rise of Skywalker came out. Two-hour-long podcast just praising the movie. Like, we just were complimenting every little thing they did, and we were just loving it. The Rise of Skywalker episode this time around is going to be very different. It'll, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, David, I don't think you said your name. Hi, I'm David. Uh, I, I'm I'm here. We watched yeah. Rogue One. We I did. I was told there'd be free food. So, 
Was there free food? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Lies. Deceptions. Um, I, I'm curious, before I tell my tale of Star Wars, uh, though I can't compete with David's reincarnation, um, but no, uh, so did you always, when you liked Rise of Skywalker, were you, um, I still like it when you loved Rise of Skywalker, were were you, were you, were you even a fan of the stuff that was like that kind of retconned the last Jedi stuff or did that kind of make you upset at the time? At the time, I liked it because I wasn't huge on The Last Jedi at the time. Was, oh, so you, was, like, flipped, flipped. No, I flip-flopped. It literally couldn't have been more opposite. Um, but then it, was, it wasn't was until quarantine. Like, There's retconning? No. Well, <laughs> David, you'll just have to wait and see. Um, but the thing is, it wasn't until deep quarantine when I rewatched The Last Jedi with an open mind and fell in love with the movie. Um, so that was after the Rise of Skywalker came out. So during Rise of Skywalker, I was not a fan of TLJ by RJ. RJ mm. standing for Ryan Johnson, writer and director of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, also known as TLJ by RJ. He's also the writer and director <laughs> of that Star Wars trilogy that never ended up happening. Yeah, I um. <laughs> I think there's been a recent development with that in the sense that it's not good. It's I don't think it's happening, which is so sad. And I'm not. Yeah. Okay. And here's the thing. I'm not going to go on about this. I just want to say this. Ryan Johnson did something different with Star Wars in The Last Jedi. He right. Did. And a, the reason why a lot of people didn't like that is because he was doing that to a pre-existing story to pre-existing characters. Give Ryan Johnson his own story with brand new characters and he'll be able to tell a fantastic story that I think most people will will love. He'd probably yeah, because he's a great filmmaker. He is. Yeah. Knives Out is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's done Breaking Bad, one yeah. of the greatest yep. TV shows ever. Wait, he did the Fly episode. Yeah. Uh, tough. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, he's done a few Breaking Bad episodes yeah. that were good. Uh, we stand Ryan Johnson <clears throat> on this podcast. Uh, but Kiefer, yes, go ahead, take it away. So I am Kiefer, um, and. How did I get started with Star Wars? So I own the original three, well, my, my parents do, and I made it very clear with them that they cannot sell them because I know that those could easily end up in a box somewhere, and I refuse to let that happen. Um, so own the original trilogy uh, on, on VHS. I watched those as a kid. Definitely watched the prequels with like friends and stuff at birthday parties and sleepovers. And I'll be honest, I was never really a big I, I was never super into Star Wars, which is pretty typical for me. I, I am I've dabbled in like every fandom known to mankind and then always don't have a lot of nostalgia for it. Um, but then something happened, which was uh, the Force Awakens came out and I got really excited to see it. Um, and then I, I loved it. I loved it. And it made me retroactively become a way bigger Star Wars fan than I was. And I watched all the movies again with a with a newer perspective. Um, rewatching it, I kind of realized that A New Hope and Force Awakens are, you know, kind of the same. But I didn't care. I still love them both the same. Uh, and yeah, so that's basically my Star Wars story. Nice. I feel like a, The Force Awakens brought a lot of people back into Star Wars. It did for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys know my Star Wars story and how that's that movie single-handedly changed my life. Um, but... Yeah, so those are the introductions. Lightning round. 
you can. A Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Nice. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I was in uh, elementary school, like probably, you know, fourth or fifth grade, my dad would drive me and my sister to school early in the morning, and his car had a, a thing that you could, like, play DVDs on. But not like one of the newer ones where it's like a decent sized screen, like on the back of a of a seat or like in the ceiling or whatever. It was in the center console, and I swear. Here, will you take this for one second? The screen was that big. Audio listeners, it is very tiny. It's so small. It's like Couldn't device. be more than a couple of inches <laughs> like small wide. And we would watch all kinds of stuff on there, and um, it would take us like forever to get through movies because it was like a you know. 15 20 minute drive to school but there was a period where we did watch all the star wars movies on that small screen and it definitely wasn't the first time that i had seen them but it was probably like the like like the point in my life where i was like yeah no i am into these actually this is sick so i mean hey your vehicle had a screen (laughs) i had one of those little portable dvd players i also had the portable dvd players i my earliest uh, memory of like watching a movie was watching the original Batman and like Dodgeball on one of those portable <laughs> DVD players going up north. I watched The Incredibles going to see my grandparents mm. in Illinois at the time. Mm-hmm. I forgot Illinois. And there was also a spring break trip where we went down to Florida, and I brought I brought all the Star Wars movies with me and watched a couple of them on that portable DVD player. Like Star Wars? No. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, introductions out of the way. Uh, before we get into the uh, the meat and potatoes of this podcast, meat and potatoes. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought <laughs> I thought it was funny. It, it, yeah, it was, it's also just a saying, though. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It is. But see, I don't think that's a saying I've ever used before, and I think that's where the humor comes from. Mm. I think that's why. What's like the Star Wars equivalent, like of meat and potatoes? What would a person in Star Wars say? Um, wampa meat. I don't know Dude, if people eat wampa wampas? meat. Wampas kill people. They can Yeah. Um, what? Wampas? Yeah. Do they eat wampa? I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Maybe not. The wampa eats. The wampa eats people. I'm sure they do. Because they're in a they're in a, they're in a winter wonderland, so they need to get as much food as they can. So they probably do eat wampa. Yeah. Right. Probably. It's like walrus. Really big walrus. Yeah. They probably eat the, what are they called, tauntauns? Yeah. Yeah, probably those. Mm-hmm. These names are just the best things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Star Wars has some good names. Um, anyway, introduction out of the way, lightning round. I want to hear your favorite Star Wars movie and your favorite Star Wars character. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, uh, Rogue One, the blind guy. Chura Imwe. That's, that's a good choice. That's a very good choice. Good. Oh, man. I was not prepared to go next. Hand that to Caleb. Yes, you go. Okay. And then I'll say this after. David, your favorite character is also from Rogue One. Wow, you just really like that movie, huh? Yep. Rogue One is also my favorite Star Wars movie. But my favorite character, <clears throat> honestly, I have no idea. I feel like I always say Obi-Wan because I just – but that's mostly because I love you and McGregor. I do also love Obi-Wan. Let's go with that. I think I'm also going to have to go with Obi-Wan. If not, then Luke. But also, no. I'm not going to lie. I do actually, I, I quite like Ray. Um, I quite like Ray. I love to see it. Yeah. I love to see the Ray appreciation. 
Ray's great. Um, but yeah, I would say my favorite movie in the Star Wars series is definitely Revenge of the Sith. Um, like without a doubt. Revenge of the Sith is great. Mm-hmm. Really good. And movie. easily the best prequels movie, of course. Yeah. Sorry, not trying My to cut you off. My favorite character is actually Greedo. Halo, <laughs> you need to watch yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but we all for, for context, uh, Caleb has been harassing me for a quite, actually quite a long time now, but like really bad these past few days by saying the forbidden word that Greedo speaks uh, in the newest version of A New Hope on Disney+. Plus. And he's got it on his soundboard, and honestly, I'm just over it. And I do a good impression of Greedo. He actually does. He does a very good can Greedo we impression. Hear the impression. No, perhaps? we can't. Not on. I can only say that word in the impression. I can't say anything else. So if he won't let me, then no. And I'm not letting him. It's not happening. It's very reasonable. Maybe, maybe on the New Hope podcast. Maybe. Because it's a New Hope, but right now it would just be unnecessary and just dumb, actually. Kind of like how it is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, just like how it is in the movie. I'd like to amend my answer if that's acceptable. Oh, retcon. I am basic. R2-D2 is cool. That's not was, a basic answer. He was my favorite growing up. R2-D2 is great. And honestly, yeah. He makes funny noises. He does. He's I a have robot, a, uh, I don't like him. I don't have it here at school, but I have a remote control R2-D2 that lights up and makes noises and falls over, and you can drive him around, and it's actually quite cool. Oh. Yeah. Um. For you guys know my favorite character is Kylo Ren. My favorite movie is The Force Awakens. The people that are listening probably know that. We don't need to talk about it. So, before we get into the Rogue One discussion, we did a fun little thing this weekend. A fun little thing that I've never done before. Uh, and uh, I I had an excellent time. We went to Comic-Con. That was my first ever Comic-Con. Did you not know what I was talking about? Oh, <laughs> I looked at Wait. David and he thought that... It- he thought that I wanted the mic, and I'm like, I'm like, no, I just, I just oh, don't know what we you did. You were not, you weren't <laughs> the, just trying to share. Right. You weren't down here when I did my debrief. Mm-mm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. This I'm is like, be I, fun for me. Talk about Comic Con on the podcast, by the way. Just a heads up. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just thought you was just let you know in advance. Did you want to like prepare anything in advance? I might step off and write some <laughs> notes down and come back later. <laughs> I no, because I literally I I was like, okay, here's we're gonna talk. We're gonna let you do your little intros. We're gonna talk about Comic Con and then we'll talk about Rogue One. I guess you just weren't here for that. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Even though I didn't know that that was happening, I am. Uh, I I'd, I'd be down to kick it off. Because I, I don't think – I think I'll have the least amount to say out of all of you. Take it away. Um, if you're okay with that. Yeah, go for it. Thank you. So basically, that Comic-Con, I have been there one other time because it's in my hometown. Um, but I have it, – it was – honestly, my fun came from seeing these boys get so excited about it. Um, I re- uh, Somebody I, yeah, no, I was like, it felt like I was printing my kids. Like, I'm like, like, I'm like oh, I'm going to show you guys to the place. Um, no, but it, it was a really fun amount of time. And, like, honestly, if I'm being totally transparent, I know it's quite a sin to say on such a podcast. But, I, you know, generally speaking, I've fallen out of um, uh, nerd culture in a lot of ways. Uh, I definitely have no disdain for it. But, like, even the MCU I've gotten kind of disenfranchised with um, and, and stuff like that, the more mainstream stuff. Um, but I showed back up, I, well, I showed up and I was like, all right, you know what? This is fun. This is fun. I just love seeing people all getting excited and hanging out with each other and, uh, celebrating that stuff that they love. And it was, uh, cool going there with a more, um, 
uh, dare I call myself an adult? I'm not an adult, but like, <laughs> but you know, with a more adult perspective than when I was a kid walking around with pretty sure it was a Minecraft shirt. So, you know, it, it's been a bit of time. Um, but yeah, if I have anything else to say, I'll, I'll speak later, mm-hmm. but that was basically my experience. How was your comic con experience, David? Oh, Kevin, let me tell you, it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty great. Uh, I kind of, Apparently, from your guys' perspective, I just kind of kept disappearing. You got yeah. lost so I, many times. I think I saw you for probably, I don't know how long we were there, but I saw you for like maybe like 15 minutes. I will be honest. Like. I'll be perfectly honest. We were waiting for Kiefer, and then you and your friends got there, and then everyone continued to just stand in the entryway. I didn't want to stand in the entryway, so I <laughs> left, and that was that. Was that. Um no, I like we were there for like two and a half, three hours, something like that, and like I walked all around that floor and still didn't hit all the booths. Like it was massive. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it was Grand Rapids Comic Con, by the way, um, and I figured it would be kind of like a small little thing, you know, maybe <laughs> not like a whole lot of people, um, but there were people. Um, and we went on the Friday, the first day. Apparently, the Saturday that's when it gets like packed. Yeah, I bet. Mm. Um, but um, for my first uh, Comic-Con experience, it was really good. And not only did I just attend the Comic-Con, I wore the Kylo Ren cosplay, uh, which I wasn't going to do at first. And then you guys kind of like talked me into it. Mm-hmm. And then I also had some TikTok friends kind of talk me into it too. And I am so glad that I did. Um, I was nervous at first. Um, kind of kind of unwarranted nervousness i think like there was really no reason for me to be nervous but um i was like oh i don't know how many people are going to be there i don't know how many people are going to be dressed up uh but as soon as i walked through those doors uh, i just saw so many people in cosplay and everything i'm like oh this is this is where i belong uh wearing this (laughs) wearing this outfit um and it was so much fun a lot of cool star wars cosplays there I met these two girls that had hunter and crosshair armor, but they built it out of foam. And like, you wouldn't be able to tell it was foam by looking at it. Cause it was so high quality and so nicely done. Um, and just a lot of cool. Um, oh my gosh. I've never seen that many black series figures in one place before. I had to restrain myself from spending an ungodly amount of money, uh, at comic con. Um, but I did, I didn't buy a single black series figure. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> another thing too is um, we all know the five hundred first costume group and whatever. Oh, what? I was what? We were no, I, we're not. We're not gonna get into it because okay. I don't want to. But I will say uh, they had an event like a panel at four fifteen p.m. Just kind of was supposed to be them talking about the club and what they do and how to get involved. Um, so we're we're there at four fifteen, and there's nobody there. They didn't even show up to their own panel. Um, so that's all I'm going to say about the 501st on this podcast. And that's that's where we're going to leave it. Because I were at the convention. That I, That's just a, a little thing I'd like to add. They I were at the convention. <laughs> they were but there. But didn't go to their panel. At the time of their panel. Yeah. No, they were there. Um, but we could, we could go way more uh, in depth about yeah. the it's experience not, with the 501st at Comic-Con. It's slander if it's true, right? Yeah, but... Let's just not. That's fair. Why sour a good time? We don't need to start a Star Wars with them. No, <laughs> we, d- we don't. Um, but I'm feeling... Uh, do that again and I'm unplugging this mic. 
I, for one, appreciated that. Thank you. The witty, uh, witty humor. Um, but I'm feeling very inspired um, after Comic-Con, and I want to formally like have it put this out there so I can be held accountable for this. I'm going to build a set of Cobb Vanth armor this summer. I don't know how. I don't know what I'm going to make it out of, um, but I'm doing it. And if I don't, there needs to be consequences. Because um, I've, I've been wanting to for so long. And I just, especially after seeing the creativity of everybody at Comic-Con, it's like, oh, this is something that I, that I need to do. Um, so I am in the very early process of, of kind of figuring out how to go about that. But uh, mark my words on Back to Jack Hugh, it is happening. I am building a set of Cobb Vanth armor. Your words have been marked. We will Good. be holding you accountable. Good. That's what I want. That's what I asked for. So I'm, I'm glad. Um, but yeah, I didn't buy anything at Comic-Con. That's actually not true. I bought a Kylo Ren print, which is actually sick. Uh, and I will put a picture of that here. Uh, if you're watching the video podcast. Um, and then I also got a the Boba Fett Slave One Lego set uh, because I actually needed it for a, a, a group project in school. And I got it for five bucks cheaper than retail at Comic-Con. So, so feels good. Yeah. Uh, and then I will also put um, pictures of the Kylo cosplay uh, at Comic-Con here if I already haven't done that earlier in the in the video. Did you build it yet? What? Did you? Sorry. No, no, Did no. you build it yet? His Kylo costume. Oh, the Kylo? No. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the, the Lego set. No. The Lego set will be built tomorrow ah. by you guys, and then it will be oh, destroyed. Yeah. Oh, let's go. <laughs> it will be destroyed by you guys, by Caleb, actually. Um, okay. No. Uh, and then it will be rebuilt this, by me. On this podcast, on the record, I'm actually really glad I didn't admit this to you guys earlier, because now I can say and get your guys' reaction on camera. Oh, boy. I'm not joking like i could easily be wrong i really this is what i was talking about when i said i've delved into every fandom fandom <laughs> fandom <laughs> fandom like in existence but never got so into it i actually think i've never built a lego set before wow what i'm dead serious if i have it's been like a tiny so, thing with friends so you didn't have a childhood then sorry i dude i know i no, actually just pulled the microphone away out of shock. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Op opposite of you, Legos were the only thing I had as a kid. I had nothing else. Legos are fantastic. I, what does that mean? Oh, no, I get it now. I thought you meant, like, I hate to be so dark, but, like, stuff to live for. Like, that's all I had. And I'm, like, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, David. Just one more little race car. Let me build one more little race car. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh wow um no but i actually built my first lego set uh for the first time since i was a kid like this time last year it was the boba fett helmet i forgot how much fun it is putting those together and after that i bought like two or three more lego sets yeah Kiefer, it is I, i'm gonna find you wouldn't out know yeah you'll find <laughs> out for the first time tomorrow um but yeah uh caleb you want to tell us about your comic con experience yeah so um i unlike kevin have been before this have been to tons of comic cons i've been going to comic con for probably i don't know how long a long time though like it if it isn't 10 years yet we're probably like getting close to it where i went pretty much every year to a motor city comic con back home but i've also been to wizard world comic con in a cup in 
one or two cities and Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in a couple of cities. So I've gone to Comic-Con a lot. And obviously because of the pandemic, I hadn't been to one in a while. And when we got through that area where we like put the tickets in and we were allowed to actually go into the room, I got like giddy looking at the main floor. I was like, oh, I'm back. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited to go to Comic-Con again. And also because like, I'm at like probably peak nerd in my life right now. Like I play D&D now. I I just know more about so much other like fandoms and, and and like other nerdy stuff that I didn't used to be that into. So it was uh it was fun. It was really exciting. And it got me like back into some stuff. I found a guy who was selling art and I found a uh, a BioShock poster that he was selling and since then I've like I haven't thought about BioShock in years and I've been obsessed with it the past couple of days. So yeah, it was a really really good time. I also got to meet um, Dylan Playfair, who is an actor from the show Letterkenny, which I used to watch back in like high school. Um, so that was cool. And he was also on the new Mighty Ducks reboot. Uh, so that was neat. Super nice guy. Um, very, very, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. But yeah, that was cool, meeting an <laughs> actor. I, I, I'll just say, I honestly think that that's probably my favorite part of comic-con is just meeting people like everyone there is so sociable um and, and just wants is interested in, in in talking about different things and their experiences with it and yeah that's my personal not the fiber first no they don't really want to talk not even at people which is no. surprising but you know all right sorry i you know <laughs> that was like that was my fun little experience because i got to meet a nostalgia critic and like his kind of team, like his YouTube channel, I think it was like Channel Awesome, uh, which I felt bad because I, I don't watch their content. I don't know anything about them. I'm just like, oh yeah, they do YouTube stuff. Like I went to like I met uh, Alpha Red a couple of years ago. Um, super cool dude. Uh, called me a coward. It was great. Um, wow. And he indirectly called me a coward. It was fantastic. Um, but like. I ended up asking him some questions like, how do you figure out like what you want to do on YouTube? And like, you know, like how do you get started and all this stuff? I swear I got the exact same answer from him, like almost word for word as I did several years ago. Hmm. Like it, it's like literally the same thing as like, well, how do I make videos? He's like, you just make videos. I'm like, well, what do I, what do I make content about it? Whatever you want. And that, that's like, that's the genuine answer. <laughs> but no, people are super nice. cool. Yeah. No, it was just, it was cool kind of seeing everybody. Uh, they were at Comic Con. I don't think they didn't never got anybody like they never got a list actors there or every anything because it's Grand Rapids Comic Con. It's not like big. I, I actually I really like that you're like oh it was way bigger than I thought because like one day you'll have to go to Motor City Comic Con like it's enormous. It's even bigger and there's <laughs> there's ones bigger than that, which blows my mind. Yeah, I'm very excited to go to more Comic Cons. Yeah. Go ahead. I just wanted to clarify. I realized it was a complete tangent. Uh, Alpha Red did not actually call me a coward. I was acting like a coward, and he called me out on it. So I just want to—I don't want to oh. slander anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Well, thank you for the clarification. I was surprised when the one guy told us that this is one of the bigger comic cons that he's been to. I was like, really? Oh, the guy we got trapped in a conversation with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice he, guy. He was nice a guy. Cool guy. It was just one of those interactions where, like, you're looking for your buddy or pretending someone's calling you so you can skip <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but while we're on this topic of meeting people, and by the way, I can save this for a different 
a different day, a rainy day. But should I tell the story of when I met Harrison Ford? Yes. Okay, I'll keep it quick. So everybody just listen up because this is actually insane. It's just, it's kind of bizarre. It's not like I met him at like a convention or something. It actually like feels like I'm recounting a dream, but somehow this <laughs> actually happened. Um, so I'm at a bar in Wyoming. I was not old enough to drink yet. I was only 16, I believe. Um, and so I'm in Wyoming with my, um, with my friend, my family friend, and, uh, and my parents, and we're at this bar. I'm in the restaurant section, um, and I get a call. We, we were there snowboarding at Jackson Hole, and um, I get a call from my dad, or a text from my dad saying, Han Solo is at the bar. And to, to say that I didn't take that message seriously is like, is an understatement. I just, I literally looked at it and then put my phone back away because I, I thought my dad was just losing his mind. And then, and then he calls me and he's like, did you read my text? I'm like, yeah, but what does that mean? He goes, he's at the bar. Like Harrison Ford is at the bar right now. I'm like, no. And I walk in and I don't see him anywhere. And then my dad points like, cause I see my dad and he's pointing at the guy right in front of me. And he's, the guy's wearing a leather jacket and he realizes that he's being pointed at and he turns around and looks me dead in the eyes. And it's Harrison, it's Harrison Ford. And I'm like, Oh, Oh. And I wanted to say something, but instead I ran away cause I was oh. really scared. And so I say to the main bartender, I'm like, so that is Harrison Ford. And he goes, yep. And I'm like, why is no one, why does no one care? Because, like, <laughs> like, what's going on? And he goes, oh, well, he's he's kind of a regular here. So I'm like, oh, so I probably shouldn't ask for, like, a picture or something. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't bug the guy. And he's like, I would recommend not. So what I did instead, I'll send you this picture if you want to include it in the podcast. But I, I, I have to. a picture uh, where I basically stood kind of in front of the bar with him in the background. And he, he knew it was happening. And he was pretty cool about it. He looked at the camera and kind of did a half probably slightly irritated smile mm -hmm. you know but um yeah wild experience wild that's actually insane yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh and like he's to have somebody turn around like right in front of you and look at you out of all people like harrison ford that must have been incredibly intimidating one of some really sad too mm -hmm. oh no it was i was actually just kind of horrified but um like in the best way but I'm just pointing at Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the wor the worst part about um uh, about that photo though is my friend uh, Katie who I was on the trip with. You can see her shoulder in the picture, but that's it. It's just me and Harrison oh. Ford. She literally, I remember, she smiled for the picture. Oh, and she and then wasn't we looked at it. it like later that night in the car, and she's like, um, hmm. yep, that's my oh, shoulder. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> My dad, and he felt terrible. We were, oh. we were my like Kate and I were both like, "Why would you do that?" And he's like, "I really don't know." He's like, "I'm so sorry." He's oh like, "That was so gosh. rude of me." Yeah, that's actually so sad. Yeah, and I do I, believe my dad. I don't think he was trying to be like selfish. I just like I, I think he really just wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, this is a big moment for my son. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, if you if he wanted it just you, he could have taken the picture and just cropped her out of it. Exactly. What if it was just you? Like Harrison Ford wasn't even in the frame. It was just you. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I would delete the picture and be like, that's a useless photo. <laughs> like so was this, did you say when this was? This was, um, 
Ah, uh, whenever Winterfest is. You said you were 16. So mm-hmm. like 2015, probably 2016. Sophomore year. It was 20. It was definitely 2016. Yes. Was February it, was it winter? Oh, I know this because Walking Dead came back. Mm. So yes, it was February. Uh, for those of you who don't know, which is probably all of you, Kiefer Kiefer likes The Walking Dead like I like Star Wars. Um, so that he's got a, a Walking Dead mug in his hands right now. Um, so that that tells you how much he enjoys that show. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm gonna drag these guys into a Walking Dead podcast at some point. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only fair I dragged you onto the Star Wars podcast. So. I'm happy to be dragged onto here. Oh, well, that's good. That makes me feel good. <laughs> Um, so that was right after Force Awakens came out then. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And he, I was going to ask if he was canonically dead yet. He, he was. Spoiler what? alert. He's dead? No. I'm not going to lie. I was really weirded out by your guy's demeanor because I thought you guys were talking about Harrison Ford. Like, oh. Harrison Ford's dead. Oh. No, he better not be. I was so confused. He better not be. But yeah, no. Yeah. Did you tell Noah your Harrison Ford story when he was here? No. Oh. That's I've I've told him before though. You have? Yeah. What did he think? He was very jealous. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, you told me that. Because Noah is could very well be the biggest he is the biggest Han Solo fan in the world. He might be the biggest Harrison Ford fan in the world. Dude, yeah, no. I'm well I I'm sad for him that he that he didn't take my place. Because I was definitely really excited. But, you know, I think I was double excited because Force Awakens was three months old. Mm-hmm. So I was like Oh boy! Ooh, and he—you know—it. I really just expected him to walk out and get in the Millennium Falcon and take off, but you know, <laughs> it was nowhere in sight. <laughs> I would feel so, because some actors just kind of have that demeanor. I would feel so intimidated to even approach him, like I'd yeah. be scared. Same with um Adam Driver too. If I ever meet Adam Driver in real life, he's an intimidating dude. I I would be scared. I would be scared. I think the difference there, though, is Adam Driver and no slander to Harrison Ford. Adam Driver seems like a sweetheart, and Harrison Ford seems like he would be upset at you if you tried to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. but also, you're you're still completely understandable. It would be extremely intimidating, but at least Adam Driver wouldn't like hate you. Lightning round, one more before we move on to Rogue One. You can meet any actor. Um, I was going to keep it the Star Wars, but we won't do that. Any actor ever to have like a 10-minute conversation Go with. Go ahead, David, because I don't know yet. Who do you Jim Caviezel. I don't know who that is. He's he's the dude who played uh, <laughs> The Passion of the Christ, which I've never seen that movie, but he's a phenomenal actor. Uh, he's also the lead character from Person of Interest. He's, mm. he's the uh, ex-CIA guy. I just love his acting style. It's it's very good. He just kind of plays the tall, shady figure, mm. and I'm tall, so like, you know, I like that. Not that shady, shady. though. Yeah. Kind of, little shady. I've had shades. people call me shady. Mm. It happens. Mm-hmm. I'm usually standing over topping them. I'm you know over top of them, like blocking out the light. Right. <laughs> it happens. Um, what's the pro- one actor to talk to for a little bit? Yeah, just to meet. Probably. Stephen Amell, then, who plays the Green Arrow on Arrow, which is my Star Wars and Walking Dead. I have met him at Comic-Cons multiple times before, but I've never, like, 
been able to speak to him. So if I could, yeah, definitely that. I this answer kind of surprises me that I would that I'm picking this, but I think I'm gonna have to go with um John Bernthal. Mm. He's not even my favorite actor. Like he's definitely one of them. But I think the main thing is like here. So here's how it started. I started with Walking Dead, and then I was, and then I was like, all right, well, and then and then I switched over. I was thinking, you know, like Rick, obviously Andrew Lincoln, but like John Bernthal though is involved in so much stuff, like so many movies. I'm a fan of Baby Driver, Fury. Um, oh, oh I wait. forgot he was in Fury. Yeah, that's a really good movie. It's a very good movie. Very good war film. Who's he in Baby Driver? He is in. I think we actually talked about this like recently. He's the first. He's in like the first fifteen minutes, and then he never shows up again. Oh, was he one of the guys in the car? Yes. He's in the first fight. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then he, yeah, Walking Dead, Punisher, um, and he just also I just I just really like the guy and his demeanor. So I think I'd have to pick him. Haven't you met him? I did. I met him at Motor City Comic Con once. Mm. Back before I watched The Walking so Dead, when it was when I just knew him from Punisher. I think my answer, or well, my immediate answer, was to say either Adam Driver or Daisy Ridley. But honestly, if I was gonna sit down with somebody, probably John Boyega, who plays Finn, because he's such a charismatic guy. Yeah, he's got a lot of personality. And like, if I was gonna go get a drink with anybody from Star Wars, he seems like he'd be the most fun to do that with. I'll get a drink with these people. I changed the prompts. Yeah. Whoa. Does that does, does that change the answer? <laughs> Doesn't change mine. No. I'd want to be out drank by John Bernthal. I'll give a just. Do you want me to grab it when you do this? I don't know what you want me to do. I'll give <laughs> a um a Star Wars answer though, but not because of Star Wars. I would uh, meet Oscar Isaac. Mm. I do like him in mm. Star Wars, but he's also about to be in Moon Knight, which I've recently become obsessed mm. with. So I would probably talk to him about that too. But also, he's just a uh, he was also just in Dune. He's a good actor. Also, <laughs> mostly just because it's funny timing to bring this up, controversial pick. I do really like Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor, <laughs> but I don't know if I could be. I don't know if I can be seen with him in public right now. Wait, what's happening? Taylor just dropped. Uh, All too well. Give me the mic. Give me the mic. <laughs> Taylor Swift just released Red Taylor's version. And with that, we got ten minute, the ten minute version of All Too Well, which is her best song, in my opinion, my favorite Taylor Swift song. And it's all about how Jake Gyllenhaal is a horrible person, or at least a horrible boyfriend. Yeah. And she came out with a short film depicting her and Jake's relationship. Horrible guy, horrible guy, fantastic actor, really, horrible person. Really bad boyfriend. Imagine he, gas, gas he never. All he had to do was give her scarf back, but he couldn't do and that. It's he dropped her hand. What was she supposed to do with that? I don't know about any of this. It's one thing to be a terrible <laughs> boyfriend. Boyfriend, Regardless of all that, imagine your ex puts out a hit piece on you. Yeah. Like that's... Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal is fighting for his life right now. He also He's... doesn't shower. So no. if, I, if I wanted to like have a conversation with him, like I wouldn't. maybe I wouldn't. Because what if he fucking smells? Oh, okay. He definitely oh, does. I, well, I'm not supposed to swear on this podcast. I'm oh, sorry. I, it it's fine. Again. Um, no, he is a gaslighter. He's a manipulator, groomer, maybe. No, this, is, this is pure slander. He's like, a groomer. Well, he was like, like 30 yeah. when she was a teenager and dating. Oh, yeah, he cheated and, at 19. Yeah. 
Or, or Wait, 20. if it's she nice, 20, because she was 19 20. when she was dating John Mayer, That's right. which 20, he better be so she's, horrifying. So she's 20. He's not a groomer. He's, he was but it's it's just so weird. It's so no, weird. No, but you can say it's weird, but he's but groomer's a pretty serious allegation. Like, he did not groom That's, someone if they're, okay. if they're 20 I, years I'm old. I'm formally redacting that statement. Okay. I take it back. He but didn't go to her birthday party. No, he didn't. Like, don't get he me didn't. wrong. Funny it's joke, supposed to be fun turning 21. That's a serious, you know. We... Didn't go to the cancel. Cancel this man. Not going to a birthday party? No. What kind of monster. And as Taylor Swift said in the new version of All Too Well, it's supposed to be fun turning 21, which is why 22 by Taylor Swift is such a happy song because she's celebrating the 21st oh. birthday that she didn't have at 21. <laughs> there's just there's so many layers to this, and the, my Swifty listeners will, I'm sure they'll get a kick out of all of this. But. You, you know what this whole conversation reminds me of? Long time ago. I am not saying this is my answer. So if you're going to clip me in this, all right, <laughs> get the whole context, please. A very long time ago, I definitely would have been down to say Kevin Spacey. I loved his acting. But also, you know. Can't say is, that uh, anymore. Exactly. So I'm kind of, that's too bad now. But <laughs> Baby Driver is still one of my favorite movies of all time. But like the last time I had to give like a presentation or something on it, I literally just put like a smiley face PNG over his face on like <laughs> the wallpaper so nobody had to look at him. I feel like you have to do that with a couple people on that poster now. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. I know, what's his name? An- Anzol. Anzol yeah. What did he do? No. Uh, do I, I want to know I even? Think, I think, yeah. I think, I don't quote me on this because I don't know 100% sure, but I think groomer type stuff like in that no way. stop ruining my favorite Wait. movie but like not like how we just said jake gyllenhaal is a groomer when again, he's not I wanted to like like accurate no like like I, again I formally like, taking it back like jake gyllenhaal is not a groomer still there, a bad boyfriend still there are a, bad a lot of allegations going on in this this podcast. is just we are so derailed right now this is actually, actually insane yeah we are let's get back on <laughs> track i don't even remember but so let's let's get back to rogue one yeah so rogue one that's a movie yeah sure is that's a movie okay so it's a story that's a star wars story that's right (laughs) um so back back to it well back to it um (laughs) i can't believe that went over my head for a second that was a walking dead reference um so rogue one a star wars story uh, I think we've been planning a Rogue One podcast for a, a long time, even back during years. the live, during the Cantina days, literally, because oh. that was two years ago. I was joking, but but you're right. That's awesome. Your joke was also a correct fact. I am happy to to be a part of such a such a buildup. You know. Yeah. No, that was that was a, a great little moment right there. How's it feel to be right? <laughs> it doesn't happen often, David. So I, so it feels great. <laughs> Now, um, so we watched Rogue One uh, because we are showing a friend the Star Wars movies for the very first time. She's going to be on this. She is. We wanted her on tonight. Unfortunately, she couldn't be here. Um, But we are going to get Hannah on the podcast eventually um, to talk about her viewing experience with Star Wars for the first time. Now, we started with Rogue One. I decided that Rogue One was the best Star Wars movie to show somebody first that's never seen star wars before are you guys telling secrets over there i am asking if he'd like the microphone because someone doesn't have enough microphones for us so why don't you continue wow wow i i feel personally attacked um 
Well, okay. First of all, even if I did have four mics, I couldn't. We couldn't use four mics. I only got two XLR inputs here. So. Oh, okay. Oh, don't even have that. Unless I buy a new audio interface, but that's <laughs> right, not I'm happening. Done. Wow. Okay. This is a better setup for any podcast than I've ever been a part of. So mm-hmm. no worries. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely just yanking your chain. My chain has been yanked. Um, so so we're showing Hannah the Star Wars movies for the very first time. The only one that she's seen was The Force Awakens. Um, but I don't think she remembers much from that anyway. Uh, so, so She thought it was Rogue One. She did. She did think that, uh, oh, yeah, that did The happen. Force Awakens was Rogue One. It wasn't. So we watched Rogue One for the first time, and we showed her that movie first because I believe Rogue One is the best place to start with Star Wars, and I'll tell you why. If you're showing Star Wars to somebody for the very first time, you're, you usually have two options. You can show them A New Hope first, or you can show them The Phantom Menace first, depending on whether you want to go in release order or chronological order. Or there's also the Machete Order, which is kind of what we're doing, but we're starting with Rogue One, which the Machete Order is 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, um, with the spinoffs thrown in there somewhere. Rogue One's a great place to start because... First of all, it's a new movie. You know, it's not, it doesn't look, I'm not going to say that the old, the original trilogy looks old, but it definitely has a different look. You know, mm-hmm. that's just, that's just how it is with advancements in technology and everything. And Rogue One is a visually stunning film. It's beautiful. Even, yeah. even watching it the other night, I was like, wow, I forgot how gorgeous this movie is. So, so above all else, they're going to be engaged by the visuals of the film. And what I think Rogue One does really well is sets up a context for the Star Wars universe because it, it obviously leads perfectly into A New Hope, but it, it kind of shows what the galaxy of Star Wars is like. You get the the idea that the Empire is like this evil force that kind of rules over everything, and you got people kind of living their day-to-day lives under the Empire, and it's, and it's hard. Um, and then you got the Rebellion. You got to see what the Rebellion is really like. Um, and, you know, the characters are, are interesting and you get uh, very engaged with the story. Um, and that, that third act, it's just war. It puts the wars in Star Wars. And it's just, oh, it's so good. Plus, you get the Vader hallway scene, which first time I saw that in theaters, I actually lost my mind. Um, but Rogue One just provides such a good, it's like, okay, here's what the Star Wars universe is like. We're going to show you this movie. It's going to lead perfectly into the next movie. You're going to have context. You're going to understand what's going on. And then we'll get into the rest of the story after this. Because I did preface to Hannah before we watched it. I'm like, just so you know, you're never going to see any of these characters again. Which, in hindsight, <laughs> probably should have worded could, that differently. I not believe you said yeah, that. Yeah, you I was shocked that you said that. Yeah. It wasn't the best you, move. You might as well have said, by the way, they all die. But I feel like I said it in a way where... She didn't pick up on that, and she didn't. I'm pretty sure she said she didn't even think, think about did. that. She said because she, she we did criticize you for saying that they don't show up or ever again, and she did say, oh, I never even would have thought that it meant they died. See, it's fine. Okay. It was fine. If you say so. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll be honest. I was also going to keep my mouth shut. Like when, when you said that, I, I looked, and I'm like, okay. I can't believe that just came out of your mouth. But I'm going to stay silent just in case this is salvageable. And then it was Caleb that said, I can't believe you said that. And I said, yeah, me neither. I, really, I had to agree with him. It I was like, all yeah. worked out fine. Yeah. I just, she was shocked by all the deaths, too. 
Like yeah. every time one happens, she's like, wow, everyone's dying. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's you sweet. know, the funny thing about Rogue One is, you know how like whenever you fake spoil a movie, you always go, oh, everybody dies in the end. It's actually what happens in Rogue One. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually love that. I think that's great. Um, but no, I think uh, Rogue One is just the best place to start with Star Wars. I'll shut up now. I'll let you guys share your thoughts. Whoever I, wants to take it away, can take it away. I don't know if I want to share my sh- thoughts quite yet, but I do want to comment on something that you said. You said, like, how you forgot what a beautiful movie it is. Yeah. And also, like, a lot of people, if if you're even if you're a hater of Last Jedi, even if it's not your thing, pretty much everyone universally agrees, most well-shot Star Wars movie. That is definitely challenged by Rogue One, though. It it's, is incredibly shot. They're both beautiful. If I had to rank them, I'd say Last Jedi is first, Rogue One second. Yeah. It's close, though. I think in basic cinematography, it's definitely better, mm-hmm. for sure. I love the concept of, like, the shield gate. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Like, they just have, like, this shield around, like, an entire planet. That's cool. Mm-hmm. He's got a little little, little opening for it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... As someone who grew up playing with Legos, you know, I think that's a really cool design, <laughs> really cool concept. <laughs> Yeah, I played with Legos when I was a kid. I, I Unlike some I, people. I thought I had a Rogue One story from the theater. I was mistaken. It was the uh the seventh movie. Mm. Um, so was that your first time watching Rogue One? It was in theaters, yes. Oh. And I I went to watch it with my sister and at the time boyfriend, who I could also slander, but I'm not going to. Uh, sister's boyfriend. Sister's Correct. Yes, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not into men. Sorry. Dang, that's man. That's an inside thing. <laughs> but no, like going to see Rogue One for the first time, I was really upset at the end of the movie. Mm. I'm like, why? They could have like, they there could have been a ship. They could have gotten away. It would have been fine. I don't care if I never see him again. Like you know, let him be happy. Watching it for the second time, I like it a lot more. I like it that you know they gave their you know they gave their life for for the cause. I like that movie every, more every time I watch it. I think it wouldn't have had as much impact if they had gotten away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been a sacrifice. That, that's the thing. Uh, I love Rogue One. Yeah, it it's um, been my favorite Star Wars movie for a while. I went to see it in my family did a trip to uh, to Disney World whatever year it came out, and in like. Like, not the main park, but, like, a big shopping area or something that they have. Downtown Disney? Downtown Disney. Yeah. They have a big movie theater there. They have a Lego store. They do have a Lego <laughs> store. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to have to go visit there. Really great Lego <laughs> store. Culture myself. I've been, been Lego. Giant, I've been to a Lego store in Florida. They used to have, like, I a got giant the General Grievous, uh, General Grievous oh. ship there. I've been there. I have been cool. there. We're having two different yeah, conversations two at the same time. right now. I saw another opportunity to bring up Legos. Um, but I went to see it in that theater with my family and they had a thing where you could like order food from your seat and they would bring it to you. And I got this chocolate milkshake that came with an entire brownie in it. And when I tried to pull it out, a lot of it spilled on me and I was cold and wet for most of the movie. (laughs) It was pretty unfortunate. Wow. Really, really liked the movie though. Uh, like I love all of the characters. I like how. Uh, for the first time in Star Wars, war is very gritty and scary. Like when we rewatched it, 
I forgot about that part where that kid is standing in the street screaming while there's just a battle happening around her. And I was actually like really unnerved. I didn't, I was like, Oh, that's, that sucks. That's really frightening. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think all the characters are just so great, especially the, the two, uh, monks. Chur and Baze. There you go. One of my favorite characters in the movie. And I think one, uh, like, coming out of the movie, one of the main, I, I wouldn't even call this a complaint, but just one of the things that I was upset about is the fact that they all died and that we watch the whole timeline of them meeting is, means that there can never be any extended universe thing where it's all of these characters together again. Because I just love that group so much. Um, but also, you know, their story and their ending is just fantastic and i remember who who dies first is it k2so or is it uh the pilot is it Bodhi? it's k2 i remember at like watching k2 die and i was like dang that's crazy and then when Bodhi died i was like oh everyone's gonna die that's k2 that was a sad death yeah <laughs> yeah you know. they 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 do it's tragic it's a sad movie yeah at the end um but uh yeah, they just keep going down like dominoes at the end. As one by one, they just they just all die. It really does kind of. I remember that felt pretty surreal watching it in the theater for the first time. I was like, "Are we doing this? We're doing Are this. all these characters going to die?" Like, no, it was it was actually a pretty. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad that they took that step. I think that probably one of the main reasons they did is to not only emphasize the sacrifice that they made but i i think also because you know especially being under disney's like um reign now i think that i say now as though it hasn't been since like 2014 but just laughing at how accurate the word reign is yeah no they're their empire if you will (laughs) um i think that uh oh what was i gonna say oh yeah I think that they one of the reasons they probably went for that like to kill off all the characters is because it's gonna be one of the few times that they can that they're like you know what let's wipe this slate clean mm-hmm. let's just go all out and uh and red wedding these people um you know just you know you kind of kind of think that they had to die because it's a prequel to a new hope but it's characters that we've never seen yeah so i mean it, it made sense well um I I actually I can bring this up later, but I was going to ask you guys if you've ever seen the the film theory video about Rogue One that uh he made before Rogue One came out that uh the theory was that they would be kidnapped and brainwashed at the end of the movie and that in episode 8 it would be revealed that they had become the Knights of Ren. There wasn't a ton of evidence to back it up because there wasn't any lore about the Knights of Ren and Rogue One wasn't even out yet. Mm-hmm. But just like comparing costumes from the from the Force Awakens like art book and like the names that all the Knights of Ren had just had like their names weren't their actual names. It was just like the heavy, the scout, the whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was able to one by one be like, like the big guy with the gun is the heavy. They have a monk. That's the monk. There's one called the Rogue. It's literally Rogue One. And he stares right at Felicity Jones when he says it. One's the pilot, one's the sniper. And it, like, lined up really well. And I never expected it to be true, but I was like, that's actually, like, that's crazy, like, how well it lined up. Like, literally each Rogue One character kind of made sense to fit with one of the Knights of Ren at that time. 
That's quite the interesting theory. Yeah. That's my first time hearing about it. That's actually sick. The Knights of Ren. Oh, man. David, we won't talk about it here, but we will soon. Um, yeah. Um, anyways. Uh-huh. Uh, Just silently nod and accept that whatever language you guys are speaking, you know, you guys are having a conversation. I'm just here to support. <laughs> when we talk about The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Or, or uh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Last, Last Jedi, Star Wars, names of actors, really. I, I am a blank book. Mm. Um, yeah. My, am I just saying, like, my thoughts on the movie, basically? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say, I didn't love it the first time I saw it. I had nothing bad to say about it, necessarily. I just, um, I just, I wasn't in love with the movie. Uh, where I felt that way about, um, where I felt like I really loved, uh, Force Awakens. But watching it a second time, I definitely enjoyed it far more than... Was that your second time watching it? You know, probably third. Okay. I'm sure I've seen it one other time since theater. Mm-hmm. I Like, there's no way. But, um, like, either I just watched it by myself or something. But, um, yeah, no. Liked it way, way more this time around. I really don't quite understand why the characters get hate. Not the characters. Well, yeah, no, the characters. But why the film gets hate. Um, I I think that Disney's Reign of Star Wars is very critiquable. And I don't understand why one of the actually really good piece of content they've made has been hate on. I Because I, I just objectively think it's great. Um, and I do think that it's a very good point to enter into the Star Wars universe. Because, like you said... I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of film fans, especially if we were older, we would probably have a different perspective on this, are like nervous to say that good special effects is intriguing and worth the entry point. Um, but I, I would argue it definitely is. People are used to a standard these days. Get them into a series and universe where, you know, they're like, hey, this is familiar to you, these good special effects. And then, and then intrigue them and drag them into the series. And also just gives context to the entire world and, and everything going on and and um, really does show the complexities of both sides, which I think is important because typically the Star Wars universe is a story of good and evil. And it's, it's you know, typically that simple um, in a lot of ways. And I appreciated that they showed uh, the inner complexities of both sides, like especially with... Um, the bad guy side, like with Krennic and all that, mm-hmm. and Invader uh, giving his throat a pinch, and um, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and immediately afterwards, do I still get a promotion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he should have not asked that question. No, what were you thinking? He shouldn't have. Um, but yeah, Krennic looks like a frog too. Just a little side note. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what what a comparison. Yeah, like a like a frog, like like the animal, like amphibian. Wow. <laughs> wow, you know I what? don't even I know what to think about because that. now that I think about it, this is an actual actor. Yeah, yeah, he's a good yeah, one too. Yeah, sorry, he was in uh, Captain Marvel. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Get added to the list of slander. Right, <laughs> there's been a lot of slander on this podcast, and honestly, that's not what we're going for here. But yeah, it just tough. Uh, I guess it just <laughs> happened. Um, Shouldn't have had us on that. Yeah, I guess not. You you are you are the guide of this thing, so uh, we can either not talk about this at all or talk about it later. 
Um, but I do have a question that I would really like to discuss because we did kind of discuss it during the movie a little bit, which was when um, you have to remind me of his name. Uh, uh, the he's in the he's with the rebels. Andor. Yes, Cassian Andor. Cassian. <laughs> Suddenly, the rebellion is real for you. Some of us live it. No, I have been in this fight since I was six years old. Exactly. You're not the only one who lost everything. It, that's actually exactly the scene I'm about to bring up. Oh, that's, I like that line. <laughs> he really did lose everything, huh? Yeah. So He's been in the fight since he was six years old. Uh, when Ke- <laughs> he just goes, wait, six and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but when Cassian goes to uh, snipe Galen, and then Jin throws a giant fit at him later on about it, I, there were different opinions in the room. I started to say, I, I, I spoke up and I went, leave the guy alone. And then, and then there were others that were like, like I, I think Hannah was definitely more on the side of like, no, I completely get her point. And then we just kept talking. We're like, all right, the movie's still going, so we should like stop. <laughs> but I wanted to discuss what our views on that were, um, if you're down for that. Views on that scene? Yeah, and like, and like who's right in that situation? I don't know if there is somebody that's right, you know. What's your, what is your opinion? I would just like to add that I completely forgot who Cassian was, and I thought he was the dude in the cloak who gets killed when like the planet literally folds in on him. No, that was Saw Gerrera. It is. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. Save the dream. <laughs> Did you come here to kill? Who is me? that? <laughs> he, he, every once yeah, in a while, he's got he's the. Uh, He's got the breather <laughs> thing. Side note, Saul Guerrero is in literally every Star Wars project that exists. Um, he's in everything, and we no, nobody knows why. <laughs> he is. Um, he is Star Wars. I also used to – I would like to apologize for the Saul Guerrero impression I did approximately 20 seconds ago because it wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> I used to be able to do a somewhat okay Saw impression. Um, I just can't anymore. And what the display I just put on was horrendous, and I would like to say I'm sorry. Save the dream. After, Save we, the dream. after we talk about Kiefer's question, I would like to uh, uh, go into Saw Gerrera because that, I have some stuff to say about his character in that movie. We can do that. Uh, so who wants to take Kiefer's question away first? Okay. David <laughs> um, has elected Caleb. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, uh, I don't think agreeing with them is mutually exclusive. I think it makes sense that she is upset that he took them to that planet under false pretenses to kill her dad, even if he didn't do it. And the fact that her dad did die in that scene, even if he didn't do it, is probably um, startling and upsetting. So I get why she, like, lashed out at first. Um, and I don't think she, like, pushes it that much afterwards, right? Like, so, yeah. So I think she eventually also kind of comes around because she doesn't like push it for the rest of the time but the only reason i would say that maybe i agree with cassian more or or like just that i consider myself more on that side is just because i think his side is a lot harder to relate to and think about it's easy to think about like to relate to how tough it is to lose a family member but like when cassian goes into his whole thing where he's like I've literally been in this war for pretty much my entire life. Since he was six years years old. (laughs) He's never questioned any orders. He's always done shady stuff with the idea that eventually it will stop the Empire and end this war. In the beginning of the movie, 
he shoots that one guy just because like it's like inconvenient for him to be able to get away with him so he's like okay this is the choice that has to be made right now which sucks but Mm. yeah And, and so i think that's the only reason why i'm like more on his side because disobeying direct orders for the first time in a fight that you're passionate about and have been in your whole life is definitely like would be an insanely life-changing experience and i think i even said this when we talked about it like he when he came onto that ship he's probably still reeling from the fact that he maybe in some way feels like that he's betrayed the rebellion a little bit. And then all of a sudden she's like, you brought me here and you killed my dad. What are you doing? And he's like, no, I didn't kill your dad. So, so let's all calm down. Cause I didn't kill your dad. And I'm having a, like literally a, a life crisis right now. And you got to consider the fact too, that he probably, un- unless I'm forgetting, like, please explain if I am forgetting this, but he doesn't really have a reason to not kill him. Yeah. For himself. I, no, that's exactly what I was just about to say, too. Like, he brought them there under false pretenses, but I also find that completely understandable. Because if we, like, you know, le- like, to give a real-world example, everybody knows the Empire is Nazis. Imagine you're a member of the Allies, and, you know, a, like, a eugenic scientist's daughter is like, hey, he's actually a, a good guy. Don't worry about it. Why would you believe her? He didn't see the message. There's no reason to. And then eventually he didn't do it. But, yeah. No, I mean, I find both sides completely understandable. But I think I just defend Cassian more because it's way less relatable, I think. I think you nailed this whole thing. (laughs) But all I'll add to that is, like, yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's extremely— one of the things that's been critiqued about— um, in our society today and in throughout the course of history is following orders and like it does that give it an excuse um, and uh, it's definitely a critiquable thing for sure it is something that can be um, uh, expressed to someone is like well if you're following orders that you know are bad then then how good are you um, but it is an understatement uh, or it can't be understated how hard it is to break out of uh, that chain of command and go against those direct orders upon your own, um, your own, what's the word I'm looking for? Accord mm-hmm. on your own, Moral yeah, code. free will. Yeah. Yes, these these are, those were all great <laughs> options, uh, values, if you will. Well, I mean way. <laughs> <laughs> you just <laughs> described the plot of the Bad Batch, because you know what they say. Good soldiers follow orders. That's what it says on my shirt, my crosshair shirt. Oh, look I got at that. I got my only hope supply crosshair <clears throat> shirt on. Yeah, I, fantastic show, by the way. Some people don't like it. I love it. Uh, we're not here to talk about the Bad Batch, though. I will just say um, that yeah, I, I I one of the main reasons why I was uh, definitely on his side is because is because I can understand Jin's initial reaction to being like what is wrong with you why would you do this i'm like of course of course but immediately after you realize that he didn't do it and literally for no reason he just decided to not he spared your father when that was his command to do um and directly disagreed with those orders in his actions uh you immediately i'm like this conversation should be done 
should be dropped. He's clearly on your side. Mm-hmm. And then she just continues to be like, oh, you may as well be a stormtrooper. I'm like, what? No, no. He just explained that. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm glad that he kind of got in her face and, and was like, hey, this is real easy for you. Um, but I've been in this forever, perhaps since I was six, six years, years old. <laughs> and Yeah, so um, ultimately that's my opinion. I'm being a little redundant, but yeah. I was going to say, overall, wouldn't change the thing about the scene. I love how it plays out. It's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. It's the fact that like suddenly they like the rebels find themselves in between the rebels and you know the. This is embarrassing. I've literally forgot what the other side is called. Empire. The Empire. That one. I uh, just the just like the giant battle, and they're just kind of like caught in the middle of it. You really get the idea that they just have no control over what's going on. On. Top of the fact, oh shoot, I had something cool and it was cool, I promise. And it was it was great. And then I, I had an idea and then I forgot somebody else has to talk. So like, please talk. About that. Okay. Just, just real quick, I, I would like to clarify that um, me acting frustrated at this scene, I, I'm talk, talking about the characters as though they're real. I'm not, I'm not critiquing the writing mm-hmm. or the dialogue. I'm critiquing the characters as though as you know in their actions. I remembered. I so you said that you said that. Wow, like this is really embarrassing. Cassian. 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 Cassian I've only Andor. seen this movie twice. I, uh, I think he did have something to gain out of not killing him. Like thinking about it, like not maybe not necessarily something to gain, but like he knows, right? Like he believes. Um, Jin. Jin. Uh, I don't know any names. Um, he he clearly believes her and like thinking about that he knows how much jen other one uh, that gail has done for the rebellion galen i thought you said gay men (laughs) (laughs) where was that (laughs) no just like how much he did for the rebellion like he risked his life to put in basically a self-destruct button Mm -hmm. like that's huge yeah and like, you know, like, I don't think, even if they would have been successful, I don't think he would have felt right about killing Galen. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> little dash from the <laughs> Yeah. Galen. 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 Yeah. yeah. Wow, we just had a roommate moment. Yeah. yeah. So all, for for people uh, watching this or listening to this, that's what our daily lives are like here in this apartment. Uh, it's just the way it is. It's the way. This is the way. Mm. I've actually been rewatching The Mandalorian. So good. It's so good. And I told Hannah, because I finished The Last of Us 2 last night, so I was telling her my thoughts about it. And then I said um, – that after we get done with Star Wars, if she feels so inclined, we should watch The Mandalorian because one, it has Pedro Pascal, who's going to be Joel in The Last of Us series. And it also has a very similar story to The Last of Us, the first game. Yeah, it does. I think she would like it. I'd be very down. Mm-hmm. Also, also, um, uh, can, you, can you believe that Steven has not seen Mandalorian season two? It literally blew my mind yeah it's so good he I, go I, ahead i just don't know how you have how you cannot see it by this point yeah it's nuts actually yeah that'd be crazy 
Yeah, David. <laughs> Tell me. I haven't even finished season one. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh! The first. Oh, I know. Yeah, no. I just always have other stuff to do. No, it's like four. I was like, I think I'm four or five episodes in. I've enjoyed well, it. What was the last thing you remember? Um, they he's in the little, little village, and there's episode the, four. There's the lady who wants yep. him to take off his mm-hmm. helmet and four. like live a peaceful life. Just watch that like, one today, nah. actually. Uh, yeah. Well, not the well, greatest that's episode. The worst episode of season one. Wait a minute. Wow. No. Five is five or six. Whatever the Suicide Squad episode is, I don't like it. Six. You were about. Oh, that episode is kind of. I don't like that one. Um, you were saying. on earth were we talking about <laughs> mandalorian <laughs> what didn't you and noah do that exact same thing on an episode yeah that's how we opened i'm surprised it. your mic didn't explode that's, that's how we opened it oh i was peeking hard yeah <laughs> wait so legit what were we talking about uh see the suicide squad episode of the mandalorian oh that's what i was gonna say which is the the heist one right where they go on the mm-hmm. okay yeah that's my least favorite one of that probably the whole show actually yeah. that's not true that's not true there's a season two episode I don't like that much. Which one? Two. What? Give like be vague. Ice cave spiders. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound pleasant. It's not. That's a quite a forgettable episode. Yeah. yeah. I hate to use the word filler. That's comforting. Because it does establish something that does come up later on, but it's you know. I do like that Mandalorian uh, has kind of a. Um, I, I can't remember the word for this, but like uh, when every episode is a is a brand new thing, like um, isolated stories. What what is that word? Like serialized? Yes, yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Serial like, a, like uh, cinnamon toast crunch. I believe we have some of that. It's probably expired. It's probably pretty stale. I think it's been up there for a long time. Ew. How long has how long has um how long how long has the how long <laughs> how long <laughs> give me give me okay hang on audio listeners. while you're doing that no 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 i i know what it's fine how <laughs> how long has the cinnamon um wow i'm having a hard how long is the cinnamon time here. <laughs> hang on now i'm waiting for it to load um <laughs> no i do not smell burning toast how long has the cinnamon toast crunch been on the fridge Oh, that was not worth it. <laughs> I was I was having such a difficult time trying to bring that up and get it to the right time. And oh. so here's here's the deal. All I was gonna say is that when we eventually do that that um, uh, drinking game uh, video for mm-hmm. my channel, yeah, with um, here's the idea. I basically. We have to do equivalent episode numbers. Oh, no, this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you wanted to get in on that with Mandalorian, but instead you should do, because we, you know, Mandalorian doesn't have enough. It's Clone 16 Wars. episodes. Do I, Clone Wars. Yeah. No, I will. Yeah. I'll have to study up a little bit because I don't know them all what's right the, now. What's the minimum requirement? I guess I could ask this off the podcast, but what is the minimum requirement for the number of episodes, you would say? At if, least 13. 
was I was gonna oh sorry episode thirteen total show. Wait, maybe I don't understand your question. Show. How many episodes? How many episodes do there need to be in the show for it to be valid for this competition? Oh, I think the seasons are more important. I'm spending um, way too much time in this. I'm sorry. I think that the yeah. seat. Huh? Go, go finish what you were saying, and then we should wrap this up. Okay. Yeah, this at, le- <laughs> at least at, at least ten episodes. At least ten episodes a season, and at least. Um, uh, there's a lot of at least eight seasons of 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 the show. The Clone Wars only has seven. I think that's fine. Okay, seven's close enough. Mm-hmm. Person of interest in Jim Caviezel has five. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Rogue One. Yeah. I do have a critique to share of Rogue One. It's the only critique I have. Mm-hmm. If you'd like, not this part. This part is dumb. Let's hear it. Now, this is bad in any any movie uh, or show at any point. But to me, it, it, it stands out like a sore thumb in this movie. Is when Jin is on that platform. First off, that TIE fighter should have flown up like it did in the trailer. Yep. That was disappointing. But that's uh-huh. not the critique. The critique is that Krennic is on is up there with her and has her at gunpoint and then she says i mean every fine detail of their plan literally says there's a the the death star is corrupted there is a one single way that we're gonna blow us up we have the plans we we know dude i mean you have no this is why it bugs me if she was like had him at gunpoint is about to kill him says all this stuff totally fine i still would be confused why she's doing it not a big deal you have no guarantee you're getting out of this situation you have no guarantee that he's not going to pop you and go tell them and it will be too late like actually just was bizarre to me that she said all that one part of that movie that i think is actually just silly but my biggest critique of the movie which i don't necessarily feel this strongly about this anymore i still feel it a little bit but but after rewatching it the other night i don't like really um when the movie first came out i thought that the first two acts were very slow uh i thought the movie didn't really get going until they got to scarif but after rewatching it this last time because this is the first time in a long time i've actually like sat down and fully watched this movie um i don't think that the pacing is still a little bit slow in the beginning, but it's not nearly as, as bad as I thought it was. Um, and, you know, I think you kind of need that for to build up the characters and kind of the story and everything. You can't just jump straight into it. I have four words for critique. I immediately forgot what they were. That just seems to be a theme today. The tentacle monster lie detector. Borgullet. Oh, yeah. The what? The Borgullet. Lies. Deception. Poor gullet. You know the truth. Just a, See, yeah, bad, just bad like soccer rare say, impression. You're trying to say like burger and it's bore, getting caught in your throat. Bore, B-O-R space gullet. G-U-L-L-E-T. You know the truth. Next time I go to the restaurant, I'm going to order a gullet. <laughs> <laughs> Very uncomfortable scene. I don't like it. Nah. No. Nah. It's gross. Yeah. It's also just like... 
listen, Star Wars is a fantasy sci-fi. They can do whatever they want. But at the same time, I it also just kind of bugged me too that in this more serious movie, in this more adult grounded movie, that they're not just torturing him for information. Instead, they they have this thing that somehow is going to know everything about you and know that it's just going to suck on your face and then know if you're telling the truth. But not if somebody reminds you that you're a pilot. I honestly... No, that was... Yeah. 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 I'm going to be real with you. I think I almost would have liked it better if somehow it was confirmed that they're just nut jobs and this animal actually doesn't do that. (laughs) Like, like, like... I think I would love that. They're like, no, they're crazy. They're just insane. They th- and they think that this is going to give them the answer, and it's not. When it comes to, um, since we're talking about critiques, and since I said I wanted to say stuff about Saw Gerrera, almost forgot his name. Um, Saw Gerrera, Saw Gerrera <laughs> is my critique of the movie. I think he's kind of out of place in there. And, mm. like... And I think he's not utilized super well Be- because he, he shows up, Bodhi talks to him about, uh, that's his name, right? The pilot Bodhi, um, about that stuff. And then that monster comes in and sucks his brain and drives him crazy until somebody says, are you the pilot? And he goes, pilot, oh, Bodhi, oh, message. And then remembers everything about his life and isn't a crazy person. Um, but my biggest thing about him has always been that, like, He's a weird extremist or whatever. Um, he's like disillusioned with the with the rebellion, but then he's just not all of a sudden. And I, I it always felt unnatural and so rushed to me that like as soon as they're gonna get killed, he's like, "I'm done running. I save the rebellion." And I'm like, li- "I'm like, did that?" When did that happen? Did you go have like a life-changing character development scene while Jin was watching that that hologram? Like what? Mm-hmm. When did you change your mind? If anything, I think that that an interesting direction could have been to have Sagarera tag along or or like have them bring him with them. All the rebels are uneasy that he's around. You know, nobody really likes this guy anymore. They wanted to make peace, but, like, he's still kind of a crazy person. No, he's got asthma. He has to die. (laughs) And then his arc, (laughs) he can have the exact same arc, but it can make sense because it can happen throughout the movie. And at the end, he can be like, no, I'll, like, maybe I'm not a part of the rebellion, but I'll die for this cause. I'll tell you what. It's a good thing that Saw Gerrera died in this movie because that means he can't be in any more Star Wars projects past wow. A New Hope. Because he's just, I've never liked him. I, I just, I, he's an extremist, and that's not the reason I don't like him. It's just, I never saw the appeal to his character, and, you know, he just pops up in everything. He's literally in, well, he's in Rogue One. That was Child! his first. <laughs> come, come. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna say something? I said you must. Oh. Mm. Another uh, another inside joke. roommate joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You put hey, me on the spot. I think that's. <laughs> I think part of the problem is they just have this very quick scene where someone says, "Ah, oh, yeah, you know, he was with the rebellion, and now he's not with the rebellion," mm-hmm. and they just kind of like quickly, kind of, you know, breeze over it. I would have liked to have seen some of that. He could have been a main character in the movie. 
He could have had he could have been in the whole movie and even, had an arc. Even that, but I it just, just felt like his whole involvement just began and ended so fast. Everyone no talks about like all of these things that he's did. We never see a single thing he does we except do, die. We do in the Clone Wars, in Rebels, in Jedi Fallen Order, in the Bad Batch, in Rogue One. Well, I've seen Rogue One. Also, <laughs> this isn't him, but an extension of him. I, I don't. I just don't think there would have been enough time in the movie to show that stuff. But we do see the his. Um, group attack the Empire in the middle of that city. Mm. Like when they when they start blowing stuff up and they get into that big battle, that is his guys. Forgot about that. Which which I I like that scene a lot because not only does it make war scary, it does like set Saw Gerrera apart from the rest of the rebellion. I think because you know the rebellion gets into fights wherever they need to, but I don't think they normally like do a sneak attack in a big open city with tons of civilians around. Um. And he does do that, which is interesting. Mm. But, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I do love Rogue One. It still is my favorite Star Wars movie. But I just feel like he's so wasted in that. Mm. And especially because Forrest Whitaker is an amazing actor. He's incredible. Like, like it's it, it should have been way more utilized that they had that guy attached to that. And I just feel like he he's in it for such a short amount of time. They try to force this arc that I just kind of don't buy. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Nothing. The movie's already out. Yeah. So you can't change the movie. Um, yeah. So do you guys have any final thoughts on, on Rogue One, a Star Wars story? They, the new Star Wars movies have a weird thing for weird, slimy creatures in their appendages. That's true. Like uh, the whole the whole milking scene in like the eighth episode. Best scene in any Star Wars movie. No. <laughs> well, and Just al- incorrect. And also there's the Raptors in episode seven. Because oh, Han Solo's calling yeah. Raptors, um, yeah, oh, slimy, slimy appendages. Yeah, wow, it's weird. That I'm. This is. Thank you for bringing that up yeah. because now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, wow, so you're right. actually so right. Anyone you're so right. Nine? Um, you have the snake thing, but I don't think. Who? What? Is that the weird thing that's like in the sewer in Solo? What's that? Oh, that's Lady Proxima. That's like the, the mm. syndicate boss. I can't even, is she? I I just remember that there's someone. Da- I don't even remember what she looks like. She could be a human for all I know. She is definitely not a human. Okay. She. She's I think very, she is very slimy. Gotcha. Yeah. No. I did. I did want to share something, which I thought was an experience from Rogue One. I got it mixed up. It was an experience when I went to see. Uh, what is the name of the seventh movie? Force right. Awakens. Force Awakens. Uh, <laughs> when we were watching that, we got to the point where. Han dies. Right. I know him. I know his name. Uh, <laughs> I would hope so. Some yeah. dude in the audience, I couldn't tell if he was crying or laughing or dying, but as soon as he gets stabbed, for the next 10 minutes, all we hear is... Wow. <laughs> for, for Are you serious? On end, some dude just going... That's unbelievable. No what the sound is. So wow. Yeah. We're sitting there in the movie theater. Some guy's just a... Wow. That's actually insane. For minutes. That's annoying. Oh, my. I would have been so frustrated. It was... I, was I trying so, so hard not to crack up. It was annoying, but also the fact that this guy is, like, having an asthma attack in the mm-hmm. theater. When we saw Solo, I went with my friend Garrison, and I think I was a little sick, um, and I... It was during one scene. Actually, I think it was during 
the the end scene, which I'm not going to say what it is, but there's a appearance by a certain character oh, in Solo. Think of us during that scene, and I just could not stop coughing. I tried so hard to shut myself up, and I just couldn't. Oh. Like three minutes straight, I'm just going. <coughs> could not stop. I had to steal oh. Garrison's icy to to gulp it down real quick because I I was actually dying. Um, At least thank you for not going like, you know, like that yeah. would have been awful. Yeah. I can confirm. And I just hate when people have like reactions in movie theaters. Like the fifth time I saw the Rise of Skywalker in theaters. Yes, I saw that movie <laughs> five times. I spent at least 60 bucks on movie tickets. Wow. Um, but I will say, no, this was the time. The fifth and final time was in the Dolby Theater, which is like the super high quality uh, picture and surround sound and stuff. It wasn't a very busy theater because the movie has already been out for a while at this point. Oh, you know what happens to my favorite character, right? Kind of. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, Ben Solo fades away, and I hear just in the back somebody go, (laughs) and I I have never wanted to turn around and just punch somebody more in my life than I did in that moment. Oh, no. How dare you? How dare you? Was not happy with that gentleman. Just like should have stood up and whipped out the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Like, and just yep. pop on the helmet. Mm-hmm. Man. So I think that wraps everything up. Yeah, We're, uh, about yeah, of course. It's literally so fast. It's just that, um, ATATs and ATSTs in this are scary. Yeah. Because of the scale, like that, that we see them from the ground, which the ATATs are the big ones, yeah. right? Um, like from the ground perspective of being a human sized, like, like, I mean, I always knew that they were big, but every time we see them, it's someone in a ship flying around. It's hard to gauge that being literally at where the height of a person is and looking up at that giant metal monster, crushing trees, stomping around, getting shot with a rocket does nothing. So freaky. That's like, like some, they are they are not okay in that movie. That's like some Jurassic Park like cup shaking mm-hmm. kind of yeah, energy on yeah. it. It's so, so good. And the way they introduce it, they're just like A G A T and yeah, then everything. Scared everyone else yeah. It's fantastic. Some people call them at ats and those people are wrong. Oh yeah, I, I believe. Because you can't call one of them at ats and one of them ATST. You yeah. just be consistent. It's not no, an, an ATST. Yeah. No, that's ats. just not how it is. I agree um, that it's an A T D A T, but the other one's called ATST. No. I, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, going back to the Mandalorian, this was the episode that you were just talking about. The last thing you remember, how the, the ATST is in it, and what I like so much about that episode is the ATST is kind of a character, and it's menacing, and it's threatening, and it's it's oh, it was just so yeah. good. Um, Kiefer's coming back. Welcome back, Kiefer. We're wrapping it up. You got. Wait, really? I thought of a few more subjects up there. Oh, well, we're already way past the allotted time that I wanted to go past, so... Uh, I'm bringing them up anyways. I, I just want to say this. Well, I, first off, what on earth was that noise? What noise? Oh, yeah. I went to see the, the seventh Star Wars movie, and when Han died, some guy in the... In the like, oh, thank you. Some guy in the theater, as soon as he died, just... <laughs> for minutes on end. Oh my I, god! It sounded like maybe he was choking or something like that, but just constantly, just. Oh man! Actually, what a reaction, dude! I had Force Awakens spoiled for me, um, literally, 
minutes before I watched the movie. I was scrolling through Instagram in the theater. Number one mistake. Just Stay during the trailers. Internet. I yeah. didn't go on the internet at all that day. Literally found a, found a picture of it, and, and it said, Han Solo dies by his kid Kylo Ren. And I'm like, <laughs> nice. And wow. I just turned my phone off. But um, no, the only thing I was going to say, and then I, I'm sorry. I know. I left. I deserve this. But uh, CG Tarkin. It, you know, honestly, the weirdest thing for me that I thought, like, on, in retrospect, because I'm like, all right, whatever. He's CG. Who cares? Who cares? Even though Hannah realized immediately. Oh, she picked up on it quick. She was like, it, it, she knows nothing about these movies. And she goes, is that person CGI? And we're like, yeah. Yeah. Really good for the time. You know, hasn't aged the best, but what does? It's you know? hard to do CG people. It is. It's yeah. so hard. Lips. I... Like the same thing. Lips in the eyes. The same issue they had with uh, Justice League, <clears throat> with like uh, who who plays Superman? Henry Cavill. Again, I don't know names. Um, they had to like get rid of his mustache because he had a mustache for like another set, and you can tell like his his lip looks weird in that yes. movie. Yeah. All I want to say is the weirdest thing that I noticed like was the way that he th- that those scenes with him are shot. If you look at them. It's just not like the rest of the cinematography that they do throughout the rest of the film. Like pretty much every single shot where it's like over his shoulder is quite literally just his shoulder. Mm -hmm. And it's clearly just someone standing there. And then also uh, the last thing I got to say, that final Darth Vader scene. Wild. Epic. I think it speaks for itself. Yeah. Crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this is an old review, so like no need to go into it super far. But man, Mm -hmm. that was the best seeing that on the big screen. That was crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. I Princess Leia didn't look too bad. I, yeah. I, just quickly on that, I actually disagree, and I th- and I know that that's like not the popular opinion. What do you disagree on? I don't think Moff looks that bad, and I think Leia looks horrible. Mm. I think she looks way worse than him. Maybe if she was on screen. I think more. her like her eyes and her mouth look so plasticky and shiny. I, I I always thought it looked bad, and I never like like Moff looks fake, but it's but I think it's passable. Like. Does this come out on? Like, uh, what? Podcast YouTube for the video podcast, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts for audio. Leave in the comments below who you think looks worse. <laughs> the, all right, that's my hashtag. Arcana. Don't you do a hashtag for people who make it all the way through? Yeah, but I already thought of one earlier. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think um, those are my final comments. You want to wrap this up? So yeah. Let's... So I just think that if you're going to show somebody Star Wars for the very first time who's never seen anything Star Wars before, consider Rogue One. Probably. I think I think it's a great place to start. It, you know, provides context for the world. And it's a good movie. Um, and I think, I think it's a great introduction to the galaxy far, far away. Uh, with that being said, Kiefer's got one more thing. I just wanted to say that if you think about it, Another good reason to watch it first is because it's literally just a two and a half hour version of the crawl. It is the crawl. It's the story of exactly. the crawl. Yeah. So instead of watching, uh, reading the crawl, literally, like if you disagree, like no, you should start with a new hope. Well, it kind of proves itself that if you read the crawl, well, no, you can just watch the crawl instead, and uh, that's where we're going for you. Mm-hmm. And what if I don't think? Well, we all have that problem sometimes. I <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh guys, thank you so much for joining me. This was fun. We're gonna have to get 
Of course, of yes. course. This was fun. Well, I've been wanting to have you guys on the podcast ever since Live at the Cantina. Yeah. I've been texting uh, you for years. Yeah, no, literally, it's been, it's been. Uh, how? <laughs> give me the phone. Give me the phone. How? How long? <laughs> how long has? Oh no, it's at fifteen twenty nine. Is the, the the second mark? How long has Kiefer and and everybody been wanting to be on the podcast? Fifteen twenty nine. Jen, tell us how long it's been. It's been a long time. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, actually. I, I really appreciate that. I've been planning that bit for so long, and I'm so glad I got to use it more than once it on this off. podcast. Three off. times. Three times. Um, Comedy does come in threes. So yeah. You're a uh-huh. Which one of us is not the funny one, then? Oh, oh probably no. me. Because, like I said, I'm not funny. When I told Caleb I was doing a bit at the beginning, I'm like, I have a bit, but it's not funny. It was funny. Um, it was funny. It was funny. You were funny in the best possible way. I appreciate that. Uh, one more thing I want to say is, was thank you guys, of course, for joining me. But it was so nice to be able to do a podcast like in real life again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love talking to pe- different people over like Zoom and stuff, but the, it's always something special about. Um, actually being with you guys and being able to interact and engage because what I can't do uh, to people. No, no, no. What I can't do to people on Zoom don't, is, uh, don't, don't, is don't. the Nerf gun. Uh, yeah, we are. No. It's, we're doing it. That was so loud. I apologize. Ah, you got me in the neck. Good. Um, it's just so fun to be able to throw things at people and like the podcast and to shoot them and we're stuff. Gonna, we're going to leave space for Jesus. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys for actually, uh, being here so I can shoot you with a Nerf gun. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of back to Jack who, uh, you guys know the drill. If you made it this far, go on over to YouTube if you're not already. And, uh, in the comments, leave a nice little comment. Hashtag lies deceptions. Um, cause I think I would like that. I would like that. Now, is anybody going to listen to an hour and 37 minute long podcast of rogue one? Well, good. I I usually go back and listen to all my podcasts. Call it a special episode, then they will. Ooh, a holiday special. The holiday special. Wow. Oh my gosh. Have you ever seen that? I've seen most of it. I would love to sit down with you guys and watch it though. You should. Yeah. Uh Also, um, never mind. It was gonna be a dumb joke. I have Mm. stories for another day. Yes. Uh, we will save that for another day. Oh, of course, of course. So, uh, you guys, you guys all have things. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna do this at first, and then no one else did, and I'm like, right, well, I will. Yeah, say no. Uh, let us. Let us. Yeah, let us know where we can find you. Um, where well, where you can find me as myself. I guess just TikTok is the only place that I would say to actually follow me. My Instagram's not worth it, and it's personal. Uh, Daigle Wagle. D-A-G-L-E-W-A-G-L-E on TikTok. I don't post that much, but sometimes I do. Um, and also subscribe to Smoking Skeleton Pictures on YouTube. It's not my YouTube channel, but I have multiple short films on there that I directed. So hmm. uh, 16 Days in Grass is Greener. Watch them. Check them out. I will put the link in the description of the YouTube video. Ooh. 
David, you got to plug anything? I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, Sappy Smash, S-A-P. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm not I, good I, at I this microphone. No, you're fine. I'm not good at this. There was I caught myself earlier when we were. I was talking about something. I was holding the microphone over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just like completely. I was like interviewing. I was interviewing the tree. The tree. Uh, S-A-P-H-I-S-M-A-S-H. It is impossible. So, uh, a bit, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I haven't uploaded in a while, but I uh, think I've got some big things coming. So I've got some cool plans coming up. Awesome, awesome. Kiefer, you have quite you the the catalog. Yeah, quite the uh, what do you call that? Like a like a personal collection of media sources. Catalog. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what you I mean, I don't what know. you said first, yeah. Um, I I would say, yeah. I don't want to give uh, my personal social medias out there, uh, but I but if you somehow find it, then I guess you've earned it. <laughs> so <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, try s productions t r i dash s space productions. Don't forget the dash. Don't forget the dash because there's literally a Tris production, so mm. don't. So you really um, don't want to forget the dash. <clears throat> And, uh, and then, yeah, I, uh, short film channel, uh, soon to launch a Walking Dead slash movie review slash television review slash video essay channel, and also um, a new short film channel at some point. But Trias Productions is where I reside currently, so go subscribe. I just realized I never said what I did, and you're going to have to go find out. Oh. Oh. Cool. It's because I don't know yet either. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I see. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. Uh, remember, if you made it this far, hashtag lies, deceptions. Can I trash talk a channel really quick? No. We've done enough slandering on this podcast. That's, that, that's I'm going to do it. Do not go subscribe to Verdant Productions. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> I don't go even want to get them. into it, but look up Verdant Productions, go to their one video, and dislike it. They suck. They're bullies. That's all I'll say. You heard it here first. Go do that thing. Is what Kiefer and Caleb just said. I'm gonna go do that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. So David's gone. See you, David. I think that means we're I'm done sorry. here. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Uh, follow me on TikTok if you're not already at Kev28 underscore. Uh, you know, but if you're listening to this, you know who I am. You know what I'm about. Uh, so remember hashtag Lies Deceptions. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. I know it's been a while. Uh, I'm sure all of you have dearly missed the podcast (laughs) and for that i apologize but we're back baby we're back uh hoping to do more of these very soon uh so thanks for listening and uh have a good day and may the force be with you